KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie. It's nice to get away from it all, get a bit of a break, a bit of a holiday, switch off and get some important, important relaxation. And somebody who's an advocate for that is Sinead Brady. She's a career psychologist and she's joined us this morning on KCLR Live to tell us how important it is to switch off. Good morning, Sinead. Good morning, Brian. Thank you for having me. Well, for those that are lucky enough to be going away on holidays, I'm sure the uh, the sun loungers and the odd uh, margarita here or there will help smooth the process of switching off. But not everybody manages to get away. Even if you're staying at home, it can really dampen down the ability for people to switch off, tempted to check emails. How important is it to switch off on holidays? So really important. Um, and I can't over estimate or overemphasize how important it actually is. So we know that when you take your annual leave or your holidays or the breaks that you need from work, um, not alone does it benefit your ability to engage with your work, it also strengthens your social connections, it builds your resilience and all of the great things. So your dopamine levels um, increase, your cortisol levels decrease, all of the great things that you need in order to live a life well actually benefit from rest, relaxation and recuperation whether that's on your holidays or whether it's on the time outside of work, you know, after work or whatever. So every piece of research that we have talks to and speaks to the benefits of breaks and taking your annual leave. But that doesn't always mean that we manage to do it because we do live in a world, as you said, whereby, you know, hustle culture always been on is really, you know, is praised and is seen as the path to success. Um, and, and that is causing issues for helping us to switch off and log off and actually take the breaks that we need. And what do you and think? Deserve. <laughs> and deserve. Well, I mean, that could be argued. I mean, some people might say. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, but what are the key things that you think happen, Sinead, for example, when people are lucky enough maybe to get away on a holiday that encourage them to switch off that we need to try and recreate if we're maybe getting a break from work, but not getting on a plane to head off somewhere? How can we recreate that sense of being away to get that proper rest and relaxation that we need? Yeah, so first off, I would say to people that if you're struggling with this, it's not actually your fault. The system has kind of triggered us to be switched on all of the time. So if you think about it, Brian, from the moment you went to primary school, you went to school, you did your school day and then you come home and did homework. So we've been primed to kind of be on all of the time from our first encounter with um, our education system. So this is a skill that you have to learn. You haven't been taught it and this is something that you have to learn. So it's going to take a bit of time. Sinead, are you still there? Called a, a psych- yes, no, I'm yeah, here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. Go ahead. Yeah, a psychological bridge. So a psychological bridge is a cognitive trigger or a routine or a ritual that you put in place to teach yourself that this is actually time to switch off from work. So one of the things that you can do is, yes, put on your out of office and do all of those different things. Communicate with people that you're going to be away for the time that you're away. But... Also give yourself permission. So activate your permission mindset and say, okay, so I'm going on holidays. I deserve this break. I need this break. And when I am on my break, these are the rituals I'm going to put in place to trigger my brain into remembering that I am actually in non-work mode. So, for example, a strong morning routine that is different from what you might normally do when you're going to work. So it might be that you listen to your favorite podcast or your favorite radio show or whatever, you know, rather than checking emails first thing. So you're putting in place a routine that is triggering your brain and reminding it that you were in rest, relaxation, recuperation mode. And you've got a routine for morning time, 
for afternoon time and one for evening time. And Sinead, it might I mean, be the margarita plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll certainly do it. it. Certainly does it in my case. Yeah, but I mean, you know, our work practices have changed a lot over the last couple of years because of COVID. The work from home has so many benefits, but it's blurred the lines between that in work and out of work time. Like, for example, I was up till probably about eleven o'clock last night reading Sinn Fein's website, for example, in preparation to speak to Owen O'Brien, the housing spokesperson, earlier on this morning. If I don't do that work, will the dog eat dog world mean that? somebody who is prepared to do that work will progress in in their work life uh, a lot quicker than I would. You see, Brian, that's a really fair observation because we have intensified our work patterns and the way the world of work has changed since COVID has meant that work, the boundaries, as you say, between work and life have collapsed almost entirely. Um, And there is an element of, yes, somebody who's willing to put in those hours. But then you have to ask yourself the question is how sustainable is that across the course of my career? And is it possible to do that level of work intensification from the start of your career right the way through to the point where you no longer are in the paid workplace? Mm. And if you prioritise those kind of work intensification hours, um, we know actually that your likelihood of cardiovascular disease, of um, burnout, of other health issues and of, you know, breaking down the social connections with the people that are important to you in your life, the people that make you smile are more likely. And then that impacts your ability to fully engage in the workplace. So it's kind of a vicious circle. And I suppose, again, as I said, we haven't really been taught how to switch off. And this is about learning how to do that in a way that it is possible to have a career and it is possible to have a life outside of work and to do so in a way that works for you during each season of life. And sure, there's going to be occasions, you know, where maybe you've got a big interview coming up and you do need to do that kind of research late into the evening. And that's the exception rather than the rule. But where it is the rule rather than the exception, then we have to kind of look up and look around and ask, is this the type of work culture that I intend to be in for the remainder of my career and if so is this practical Um, and they're not easy questions to ask and they're certainly not ones we've been taught to ask but they are important questions because a sustainable career is important it's a career where you can be well at work and still have the energy to have your career or to have your life outside of work. And do you think men and women are different in this regard because I mean according to a study published recently in the Wisconsin Medical Journal women who take holidays twice or more per year and I'm sure there's women shouting at the radio now you feel free to shout away <laughs> at me if you want but apparently women if you can take a holiday twice or more a year surprise surprise you're going to be less likely to become depressed tensed or tired yeah and, and this is the reality and I suppose some of the things that weren't looked at in that article is the emotional labor um attached to going on holidays and what I mean by emotional labor is um there's a huge amount of work that happens kind of around the holidays. But then when you get on the holidays, 10 days in, it's actually you begin to rest, recover, recuperate and relax. And once you hit that 10 days in, about day seven to 10, your likelihood of having these symptoms outside of your holidays are d- decrease. So it's really important. Now, the run into a holiday can feel really hard. Um, you know, you're trying to finish projects and all that kind of stuff. And, no, uh, do you and know maybe what I find hard, Sinead? Find it hard, I find it hard to run up to the holiday. Trying to find enough time to wind up everybody else who's in the office who's not going on holiday anytime <laughs> soon. That's what I find difficult to get into my schedule. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, a but bit of fun. That type of thing that we're talking about, the, the blurred lines between the work-life balance, it points more and more to the fact that, you know, that old expression, if you can find a job that you love, 
of you'll never work a day in your life. That's be- probably becoming more and more important to us, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose we're the first generation. And what I mean is the first generation of people in the workplace. So anybody who entered the workplace from about 1970 right the way through to now, who have an expectation that our careers will give us a sense of meaning. And before that, our careers were for survival. We needed them for financial security. So we're that first generation of people that are currently in the workplace or the first cohort combined in the workplace who really do have an expectation that, yes, um, financial security and you know the roof over the head all of those really important things are expected but also that we derive a sense of meaning from that thing that we trade time with the people in our lives who make us smile to do for maybe 40 hours a week so yeah and I think that's well we're well entitled to that um, but it's finding a way for the world of work the structures and the systems that are in place in that world of work to shift and to move to match the change in the tempo of our lives so that we can engage flexibly with work while actually finding a way to have life outside of work. And I think that's the little bit that we're struggling with. But we're, we're frontiers on that, Brian, and we're leading, <laughs> we're leading, we're leading change. We're leading change. Well, Jeanette Brady, the career psychologist, I think I've come up with a solution. I'm off to check on LinkedIn to see if I can find a job testing sun loungers and quality checking margaritas. And maybe I'll be able <laughs> to get the balance of both of them um, all in the one place. Thanks for joining us this morning on KCLR Live. A pleasure talking to you. KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.